Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average, so you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation or a new kitchen or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open an account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. (gasps) Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Gamer's Lounge with Amon Green is on the air. You need a sledgehammer? That's Batman. The Gamer's Lounge. Tony Stark will blow up the building, and then as it's blowing up, he'll rebuild it. It's time to press play. Uh, Welcome to Amon Green's Gamer's Lounge. I hope everyone is having a fantastic week. And, you know, coming off the holiday, we're in the middle of holiday season, John, and we got a lot of things going on. But if this is your first time tuning in to Amon Green's Gamers Lounge, this show, we talk about hot topics in the esports industry, video game world industry, things that are are up on slate, similar, you know, like what's going on with PlayStation and Xbox since they just released. What's the feedback on that? So fun topics like that. Then we get into what's on stream. That means all the streaming apps from Hulu to uh, Instagram to Disney Plus, uh, DC Universe. And now they got these new ones called what Quibi and uh, Peacock and all these other ones, John, that I'm kind of I'm losing track of these names. And I'm like, where are the are they getting these names from? (laughs) It's interesting. And then uh, we go over game releases, of course, because it is always games coming out every week. And this is a monster week because we're like I mentioned, we're in the middle of holiday season. So we got about 20 plus games but we're just going to grab out one or two that we're going to talk about that we want to put up on on the showcase then we end the show with a fun game that we call this or that we're not keeping no no you know no track of win or losses but we just want to have a good time so john how are you doing uh, i'm doing great amon and you're right there are so many streaming apps nowadays and i bet you it just keeps going in this direction right because everybody sees did you see disney plus talk to its um its shareholders or whatever this week and they announced they have 87 million subscribers. And so. Oh, when, <laughs> my God. Wow. Right. <laughs> so when you see it or hear a number like that, every other network is thinking to themselves, oh, I'm going to make my own app and I'm going to put all my content on there, too. So, you know, the days of, of most stuff being on Netflix is long gone. Everybody's going to get their own streaming apps now. Yeah. So they seen like what, what's going on is everybody has seen and watched, obviously, what Netflix did years ago with the disc 
in the mail and you you could keep them as long as possible. And then that changed up to just, you know what, we're just going to just have it for you where you could just click and hit play on your phone, on your TV, whatever, your, your iPad, your your smart pad or whatever it is. Now, everybody now has time to look at it and break it down and find out, okay, well, how can we make this easier and more uh I said, yeah, simpler for people to watch it. And that's what's going on now. You see all the, you know, once you got people that could put their brain power to it, you see everybody in the industry that is in the entertainment world because it's all about content. And and you want to make sure everybody sees your content. So right now you see that going on. And it's I think it's going to get even more interesting with the names of these apps and what type of apps and what they do for you. (laughs) And then also, like, how much are you spending? Because remember, people used to cut the cord. It's because, well, I'm just get all my stuff online. Well, now, exactly. now you're paying 11 bucks here, 14 bucks there, eight bucks here. Seven, and then, and then it adds up for people, right? So I think that's the other interesting thing as consumers, right? We're going to try to figure out, we have to figure out exactly what we want, what services we want. And there's going to be a ton of competition for our money because not everybody's going to buy 20 apps a month. Exactly. I was just thinking about that last night. Me and my wife were talking and HBO's Max which is a new app. They have a lot of fun, interesting stuff. Like they have a series, a docu-series with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air cast. And I grew up watching that. I'm pretty sure you did too. So I really want to watch it, but I got to pay basically an extra $14.99 a month if I want the app to even get into it. I did find, I just bought the game (laughs) Cyberpunk. So I got a 30-day trial free. So I'm going to watch that series and then call it a day i'm not gonna pay another 14.99 could be that that's gonna be on stacked on top of like you just mentioned my at&t now that i stream and then i do pay for netflix i do play for disney plus and dc universe so where i was paying at one time so many years ago for direct tv almost like almost 300 400 bucks a month i'm getting close to that again with all the streaming apps that they trying to do a la carte for us. So it, you got to pay attention. Like I agree with you, you got to pay attention. So you're not getting hit in the pocketbook again. Like, like years ago when there was a hard line, you had all those cable boxes sitting in your house. <laughs> yeah. But I do like it though. I mean, you're right. It, it is going to get to that point where you're paying the same amount of money, but I do like that. Like you said, it's a la carte. Like I can choose, you know what? I don't want, you know, insert the, uh, the company, the network here. I, I don't watch that enough to justify paying eight, 10, 12, $14 a month. So I do like the, the freedom that it allows because, you know, with, with, with cable, um, it's just, you, you get all these channels. I don't watch 90% of my cable channels, you know, but right. I have and to pay you, for you them. get stuff you don't want. Like yeah. you said. Yeah, exactly. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. For all you tape heads, we're back. 
Tapeheads draft season. You may be saying, wait, isn't the season over? But hey, it's draft season. And this NFL podcast gives you the inside slant on all the top prospects. I'm Bob Wischusen, and I'm joined by NFL Films' Greg Cosell, who studies the tape and provides the real story on which prospects fit which system and which are likely to make the most impact in the National Football League. Give us just a a look from 30,000 feet, Greg, at this quarterback class as a whole and how good they might be. I think one of the things we will get into detail about, Bob, is the balance now between movement by quarterbacks, what we call second reaction movement, the ability to make improvisational plays. What's the balance between that and pocket efficiency? Tapeheads, draft season, takes you from the combine right to the draft stage in Las Vegas. Listen to Tapeheads draft season on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So for, I say, since last week, since our last podcast, um, I've been busy. It's gotten, pick, I say, picking up steam. I've been online in a Madden tournament, and I got deeper into the playoffs of this Madden tournament. So I'm excited there. I lost. I just lost by five points. So it's just more of a thing of me getting, you know, more better decision-making because I threw a pass I probably shouldn't have, just like any game that a, that a player in a football may lose. You know, I shouldn't throw in that pass, but you know what? I got a little better, so I'm excited because I'm playing in a league that's majority like pro to semi-pro Madden players. So with Ooh. me now hanging with them and beating them and getting through the playoffs, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more confident in my Madden game. And, I, of course, I, and, and also on top of that, I got a, I got a player here at Lakeland that uh, has a championship. So, you know, my confidence is rising a little bit. Not cocky, but confident. That's, that's big mean. time, Amon. You're <laughs> playing with pro, a, pro, and semi, pro and semi-pro players, Amon, and you're, you're holding your own in the playoffs? Yeah, I'm holding my own. So I'm not going to bed as stressed when I'm coming off the, the Xbox playing <laughs> playing Madden against one of these guys. I'm already breaking down what I got to do the next game if I win or lose. Like, okay, I got to do this differently. I got to make sure I don't, sh- you know, I don't show this play. I don't give it away or make sure I cloud this defense up. So I'm just thinking like I do when I am a coach, just like I'm a coach now, you know, but coaching football, but coaching myself up. So did that. And then another fun thing I did last, uh, actually a week from uh, last Friday was uh, with some of my players with the esports team, we were able to play in the American Heart Association Call of Duty tournament. Well, it was actually Warzone tournament. And we got to represent the Call of Duty Endowment Fund. And the Call of Duty Endowment Fund, it helps soldiers that just are done with their duty, you know, in the military, they're done serving, that now they could get jobs easier because just you know as we know if you know military people if they have if you are have some in your family i know i do sometimes they have a hard time getting back to work and if it's either if it's a mental thing or if it's just you know what they're not hiring you know because they don't have a lot of experience because they've been off in service this endowment helps soldiers um, get a job a lot quicker because we already know both you know how that transition is for our soldiers coming out of the military getting back to regular life so we're we're part of a foundation we raised 30 I believe $3,500 for nice. the Call of Duty endowment. So I was excited. My players loved it. They 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 had a good time um, playing in it and were super excited to raise that amount of money. That's very cool. That's very cool. You know, for me, I don't know if I told you last uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, I don't know if you're this type of guy, but the family went out and got a Christmas tree. I don't know how often you actually get a real tree for Christmas. Um, but I've been doing it at uh, last that few ended years. in the green household. Yeah, that ended in a green household probably like uh, almost 10 years ago. Now oh. we have a fake tree. Fake tree. Why? <laughs> Why did it stop? Uh, 
I don't know. It's more my wife because she was the one that was like, I was a real tree person. She was a real tree person. And then all of a sudden she got tired of picking up the needles that was left in the house and stepping on them and all that. I didn't care. I just knew that, you know what, you got to clean up after you, you know, drag the tree out of the house. And when it's all dry and dead and, you know, you got to deal with the branches. But she's like had enough. She said, no more. We're, we're, I'm getting a fake tree. I was like, my mouth kind of dropped open. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's no hilarious the tree the needles dropping all over the place they do start to drop for sure but i i think it's cool because you get to like actually cut down a tree they, they get they can hand you an old rusty saw and then you're supposed to like you know like actually do it so it's it's kind of fun in in that respect so i had done that a couple of weeks ago and then i just discovered something uh last weekend playing rocket league um i discovered they have oh. career stats in there i had no idea i just focused on Oman getting to the game getting to my club you know playing casual or whatnot they have career Rocket right. League stats. It's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, that part is where it really, it, you start to become like immersive into the game because you see what you're doing or not doing. And you're like, oh, I didn't know I was that good at this or this is where I'm at. And now, I, and maybe I want to get to this point. You know, you never know. It just, when you see that stuff, you go like, oh, this is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like you get all the goals per game and everything like that and all these different like, terms i'd never heard of like low fives and high fives it's like if you collide with one of your teammates after a goal in the air it's a high five on the ground it's a low five just kind of like a congratulate congratulatory bump or whatever so uh I, I was big into that and i know our, ben who's not on the podcast this week he was saying that he created a discord server so he's he's going deep down yes. the discord rabbit hole right now isn't he Yes, he is. He's going down into the gamer rabbit hole. So you'll be there, too, because, you know, we got the Gamers Lounge uh, Discord now. Um, we have the Gamers Lounge Twitch channel that we're going to be streaming on very soon. So we all have to know and be well versed. But we'll bring you up. Me and uh, Raina that works behind the scenes. She does an outstanding job of getting us ready for that stuff in social media. So myself, Raina and, uh, and then also Ben will all help each other basically gain that knowledge because i'm still learning discord you know i'm i have a, a one of my players here at the school manages it and i remember when we had him on the assignment the first time i said hey uh, randall can you do this for the discord i've seen other discords can you make my our discord like this and like within not even a 24-hour period it's like a couple hours went by he said coach check this out and i went in there i was like oh my god he had all basically everything identical to another person's server or another server that I've seen where you had a tech, you had a text channel, you had a chat channel. You could, you could jump in and talk with a, your group. Like we could have our, our meetings that we've been doing through uh, teams and zoom. We could do it in discord. You know, we can have people watch the show and then we could talk to them through discord. If they join our discord server, once that gets going with a Mon Green's Gamers Lounge Discord. So that's the fun stuff because it's just more ways. It's a social media app. It's different. It's more of the, ex, I say, extreme side of it where you, if you're a gamer or you're working in the gaming industry, which we all are right now, then you can use it and uh, to your advantage because it does a lot of fun things. Yeah. So, so. he went down that route. I, I'm sure so, I'll be so, following him shortly. <laughs> exactly. So some of the hot topics that's going on in the world today. So a big one for me, and because uh, this is one of my favorite games out there, uh, John, and you know this very well. So 343 Industries has announced that the new Halo Infinite release window is set to fall of 2021. So we're talking about maybe at the longest, about a year from now, because we're in fall. We're basically in winter. So fall usually you know, begins 
I say as a calendar and a geography guy, and I studied all that stuff. So fall starts in September. So hopefully at the earliest mark, the start of September gets here, then the game is coming out because I can't wait for it. So I'm excited about this. I know a lot of people out there are still like, come on, you know what? Why is it so late? Da, da, da. I'm like, you, little, you know what? I'm an optimist. I'm happy that at least we know there is a timeline and I can start, I can set my clock and start through that. Uh, that what's the countdown clock on my cell phone. I'm pretty sure it's an app for that. I'll download it and, and get that going for myself, John. So originally planned, like, like you said, it's been a, a long delay as an Xbox series X launch game. I mean, I, I would be under, mm-hmm. listen, I'm with you. I, I get it. How you, how some people are like, uh, you know, come on, man, you said this was coming out at a certain time and now we got to push it all back to the fall of 2021. Listen, wouldn't you rather have it right than not right? Wouldn't you rather have them make sure mm-hmm. they did everything they wanted to as opposed to to rushing a product? So it's one of those things where it sucks, but um, but it, I think it's probably going to be worth it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the wait sucks. Yes, the wait does suck, but it's the anticipation of it coming out just like when you know a big movie coming out. You know, like just recently for, I know for me, I'm a big comic book movie fan. So when all the Marvel movies were coming out in the last 10 years and I was reading up on what movie was coming out next. And now, I mean, they're in their stage four of what's coming out. That's going to continue after, after affinity war. That's how I feel. I'm like, Oh man. It's so, so it's excitement for me. That's building up because I understand what happened in 2020 to everyone. And so that means the gaming industry as well, they had to adjust and, how we work together sometimes in studio, we like it better because we could see everybody's faces. We can react and um, naturally and have a better show when we're in that studio to get studio together. So that was the same thing for all these gaming industry companies that I mentioned before. They had to work from home or they had to work remotely. They could not come in because of COVID. They were being precautious because the company upper um, upper management were making these decisions to do that, which was a, co- a conscious, safe decision to do. But then developing things developing these games that's where things lost out you know that's why but so that's why they had to push it back so i respect that and like i said i'm gonna have that excitement and anticipation like i'm in the like i'm 10 years old again waiting to watch um um wf uh, monday, monday night main event or friday night main event that used to come on back in the back in the late 80s <laughs> before i grew up <laughs> uh what else is going on in the uh in the news this week uh big stuff other big stuff so Fun stuff, and I'm liking what Facebook is doing here, is they're creating a new program for black streamers to help them go full time. As we know, streaming has been a thing for probably 10 plus years now, but majority um, of the streamers, I mean, I, I won't say this, I won't say that, I'll say that uh, later on, but I'll say trying to stream is is fun, but then it's obviously work. To really earn a living, you literally got to stream almost 20 hours a day, seven days a week, which that's not humanly possible. But then once you get on a, um, I say a rhythm and where you can stream eight hours a day and then make money where you're getting sponsors to sponsor you and companies to back you up, then it's more, um, then it's more profitable and then it's easy. Then it gets more funner. But then for most of those streamers, unfortunately, there are white streamers. They can get that because they have access to PCs and use and most of African-American or black streamers do not. So Facebook, what they've done, they have created the black gaming uh, creator program that will dedicate $10 million over the next two years 
or black content creators. So making it easier for them to get, you know, partnerships, mentorship from other prof, you know, uh, other successful uh, content creators out, out, out there in the, I say in different, each different platform of streaming and early access to new features, monetization um, options, and guaranteed monthly pay. Because I know as a Twitch streamer, and what we're going to be doing with the Mon Greens Gamers Line, we're not going to get, obviously, rich off of that. We will, once we get the big followers up, if we get, I say, I say subs up, if we get subs over, we have a million subs, then yeah, we're making that type of, you know, we're making big money. But, you know, on the average, a, a streamer, usually has probably 100 to 200 subs, which is, you know, it's money, but it's not that money you can live off of. So you have to do other things. So I like that Facebook is making it. I love actually, I love that Facebook is making this effort to give everybody a a fair shot at actually streaming full time as a job out here in the world. Yeah. And it's cool that that you talked about that guaranteed monthly pay. Now, Facebook did not discuss specifics in this article from Kotaku, but it did tell the verge that pay will vary based on the quality of the content and the scale of their audience. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of their, what, like, I think it was a $200 million commitment to supporting black owned organizations over the summer. And this comes on the heels of that. Yep. So this is uh this is a pretty interesting thing. And, and you talked about in this article, it talks about 71% of streamers uh, from a couple of years ago, data showing that 71% of streamers were white. And so you know how hard it is to 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 get in the streaming game and um it's pretty cool that they're they're actually, you know, cuz sometimes a company will just be like, "Oh, you, you want to stream? Come over here." You know, you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. And there's actually help, you know, and and I think that's what's pretty cool. It's, yeah. It seems like a really great initiative in that sense. Yeah, it's a it's a big initiative because like I said, no matter who you are, you know, white, black, Latino, Asian American, Asian whatever the background purple green orange streaming for a full time like the actual analytics of the numbers i had a friend of mine that i've worked with on some projects he told me and he's a numbers guy mm-hmm. he said amon if you just stream if you, it was basically for you to make ie what ninja made or what shroud makes the big streamers that per month you literally will have to stream like 20 to 22 hours a day which we know that's not humanly possible for seven days in a week for 30 days in a month to make six figures a month because of just the ratio split between the platform so it could be twitch it could be facebook it could be youtube between the platform and the uh and yourself as the streamer because of the split it's a more of a it's a more of a bigger advantage to the platform they get in a higher percentage of the split than you as the streamer but then as the streamer that's why you go into partnering with peripheral companies like like sony like xbox like uh astro gaming like lucid sound you team with those companies obviously to get more funding to get more attention because then you could draw them in more people to the show to your show because that's what you're producing you're producing a show even though you're just gaming having ca- casual conversation with your followers and your sub or your subs and your moderators is still something that you got to put a whole lot together to make a, a dime and so this right here, just another step. And I say another push, you know, getting a little, little, little support from the back end um, in the beginning of it, because once you get the ball rolling, then people catch on, they know where you are, you know, where they can find you to know what time you're streaming. They know what game, what, what, you know, if you're selling apparel, if it's a t-shirt, if it's hoodies, hats, doing giveaways. And that's something I've done a lot with my stream. I've done a lot of giveaways and I believe that's what 
Um, we definitely going to do one of um, my Grease Gamers Lounge when we get streaming on that giving away give you know doing the giveaways because then we we could draw people in, but then also they could find out oh you know minus the giveaways this also is a good show to listen to to watch these guys talk have they're having fun and they see the interaction that we that we experience you know as a co-host of the show yeah you know I I actually uh, the other night I think it was last night I I kind of went down the a Twitch not rabbit hole but uh you know Ariel Powers WNBA played at Michigan State, actually called some of her games, I called the women's basketball games. Um, And I was watching her Twitch stream. She's playing NASCAR um, or whatever. And she had like this race car setup that she got in the mail, like actual, like the the wheel and the pedals and everything. And she set it up and she's, she's a blast man to watch. And so, yeah, I mean, you talk about just the, the streaming aspect of, of all of this, man, that's, it's, it's addicting. And, and a lot of people right now listen to me go, yeah, duh, it's addicting. Yeah, it's fun. It's really cool because because you go ask somebody older than you or I, like, what'd you do? I watched some people play video games last night. They're going to look at you funny. They're going to go, you did what? Why, why'd right. you do that? But it's totally awesome. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it's worth it, man. It's worth it. That's what, I, that's what I've been doing. Last couple of days, I did the same thing. I tuned in to uh, um, Turtle from Entourage. <laughs> what was he he has his own stream. Jerry uh, Ferreira. Yeah. He was playing Call of Duty Warzone and uh he's pretty good at it. He and he said in his uh his little lead in video, he's like, Look, I'm not a pro. I'm just here to have fun and talk, you know. So that's where these streamers can then, you know, put themselves in a certain category. So they know they let the people know tuning in, okay, they know they're not coming in to watch a pro because some people are. They want to see a pro and learn, get some tips. But then if somebody sees somebody like Turtle, like I'm a fan, I watched the show for years. Yeah. And so to come in and just have a conversation with him through text and he hear, you know, through type, that's, that's pretty cool. But the, for the streamers that are, you know, I say the part of the, the, the digital divide, which is the black streamers out there, they can now get a leg up in the industry and start uh, getting the same fan base and as everyone else in the, in the platform industry. So something, that is interesting. I believe you put you found this out here, uh, John, about cyberpunk and what's 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 it doing to people playing or that might have been Ben. I'm yeah, not, well, I'm, cyberpunk I'm, I'm 20. Mistaken. It's all good. I know it. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, uh, you know, uh, they've been giving out basically review copies. Right. And somebody from Game Informer mm-hmm. got her review copy and suffered a seizure while playing that because of the game's flashing visual effects. And the thing is, there is no, so you were, listen, we see this all the time, Amon, right? We'll see it on a movie. We'll see it in a video yeah. game. I remember back in the, I mean, it's been around for years, like the, the flashing, what lights could cause epileptic seizures. Now this doesn't include that at the start of the load up screen, but it does during the, uh, what is the EULA, um, does include a seizure warning, the, the licensing agreement that you, you check off or whatever. So it's just kind of a warning, right? That you don't that you don't read and you hit accept. <laughs> the thing that all of us is no one's ever read. Yes, and you just like have scroll, 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 accept. Um, so yeah, so it's it's just something to keep in mind if you are epileptic or, or have epilepsy. Is that there are flashing lights, and what I think is cool, Amon, is and I think you were talking about this with me the other day. Is there should be a toggle switch or there is on some games where you're like, listen, I don't want all the flashing lights. Just mm-hmm. give me the give me because I'm I have epilepsy or, or whatnot or I'm sensitive. I could have a seizure. So I think that's kind of an interesting aspect of of right. of, of the game. Yeah. And um, like you mentioned, before, like you just mentioned, with it being like a, 
a demo disc, they probably didn't get that in there, but hopefully they do because I just downloaded it myself, which I don't have this. I don't have this problem, but I know people that do. So I hope they did get this in the, uh, the upload screen, the first part of the uh, the game when you download it and about to hit the, the A or the X button to get the party started playing Cyberpunk because I've heard a lot about it. I've, lots, I've watched a, quite a few streamers play it so far because it came out on PC first. Because this would be a game changer where, you you know, you got a lot of people into it, but now you got this health factor because this is something that is real for people that deal with seizures. Um, it can be something obviously not fun to do when you're actually trying to game, then you can't do it <laughs> because you got health issues. So hopefully to get this uh, this glitch uh, fixed and make sure it's going up um, on the uh, game when you're doing the upload for it. But uh, talking about more game and health issues is how to avoid and finish any open world game. And this is a task, I say, for a lot of us. I mean, we're talking about Cyberpunk 27.7. It's a big open world immersive game. And I mentioned to you, John, you know, and Ben on the show recently how I've been delving into assassin's creed odyssey and i'm not done with it but i'm sitting close to 80 hours you know what i'm saying that's amazing <laughs> and i'm like when is the when is the end where is the end um but also it's like how much endurance can i do i have to get through this so it's a article here on kotaku excuse me <laughs> um about that and it, it tells you you know it asks you the question you know how much time does it take to get a game and then how you work through it through, through the getting through it part of it of the distance go if you could go to distance in other words and it says playing 80 percent of a game and tapping out before the end game is no is not ideal so but burnout isn't foregone conclusion despite what those complete uh, completion rates listed above insinuate many people have played a whole lot of open world games over the years and they are kind of in the jam. So they give you some tips here in this article, how to do it, you know, where you have more of a, a routine or rotation of the game. So when you're playing it hard for one day, give yourself a little time off, you know, two or three days in between the next session, you know, start, you know, and you build up just like a workout and just, and I know that world where you start light, you can't go in the weight room and trying to put on, big heavy you know 410 pounds on the squat rack and you ain't squatted your own body weight ever <laughs> you're gonna fall, so you're gonna, don't do that to yeah. yourself just take it a little bit at a time yeah. from doing the campaign missions to doing all the side missions to, to doing any mission you know do it a few at a time then when you hit your limit that's when you call it you call it quits john i, I think that's really important because for me being uh, back into the video game world and, and if anyone else is listening to this and they're new and um, you know, they're, they're not aware that a game can take, like you said, Amon, you're in hour number 80 and they try to put that 400 pounds on the squat rack right away. And they're like, I'm going to finish this game. No, you're not. It's going to take a while that, that you're going to drop that weight. So, so yeah, taking three day breaks, setting expectations. Those are all things. And, you know, it makes me think, Amon, is there a perfect, like, what is the perfect amount of hours for a game? Because I'm gonna be honest when you said 80, I was kind of like, 80 hours in a game. Yeah. So, because the, in this Kotaku and it's article. Not done. No, and it's not done. They talk about how there are certain games, uh, Ghost of, where is this one? Tushima. Uh, Tsushima. Tsushima. Yep. Uh, 48% of players have made it to the end of that. The, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, 29.8% have completed the game. I mean, I, I don't, 
what are what are video game developers supposed to do when thirty percent of the people who have that game are finishing it? That's that's nothing. There's got to be like a great balance between you feel like you got your money's worth. Um, that balance compared to like you actually finished the game. Yeah, I, re- I mean, on top of that, like back in when video, you know, Xbox or not Xbox, I'll go. I'm gonna go back to Nintendo uh-huh. and Sega Genesis. <laughs> Beating those games were for obviously it was an accomplishment. It was a, a notch on your belt. You could brag about it on Monday at school, and it took only an hour. It took maybe two hours. And I just think that obviously the the business world of the gaming industry is like, oh, okay, we want these gamers to keep coming back to the game. They don't want to beat the game so fast to where they move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's a business ploy right there in itself. That's kind of I say intertwined itself within the industry. But you look at like uh, the new Assassin's Creed that just came out, Valhalla, it has 15 different types of optional objectives. And that's the part where it, it can suck you in. You know, you're looking at the main, like for me, I'm looking at the main campaign. I'm not looking and I'm not doing no other mission unless it upgrades the weapons or things that I need to get past the next level. Mm-hmm. Now, then I'll go do one of the, uh, side missions or one of the exploring missions to make sure I get the weapon or I get the experience. Cause then like Assassin's Creed, Valhalla and Odyssey, you could only fight against, uh, I say a boss at a certain level. If you were on the same number level, cause if I was a 15 rated level in the game and the boss was a 20, I'm not beating that boss. Or if I do beat him, it's going to take a long time of me learning the uh, rhythm of the attacks and then finally taking them down. So let, let me just ramp up a little bit, get up to 20 or 21, get above the boss, and then it makes it a lot easier. So that's where it's a it's a part of the game as a gamer, but then also the business, the executives behind the company is like, you know what, let's do this. Because they, you know, we they've seen the recipe of what uh what Epic is doing with, with uh, Fortnite and Rocket League with mm-hmm. the fun stuff. And you know that very well because you played play those games or that game uh, yourself, John. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's that's a great point that back in the day, like you get through Mario Brothers, it takes, well, I don't even remember how long it takes now, but like you said, it's probably a couple of hours or something like that. And imagine if you spent 70 bucks and waited two years for a game and you got done with it in two hours. You'd probably think to yourself nowadays, uh, well, okay, that that's it, you know? And so, yeah, it, it, you're right about you want to keep people around on that game. So I get it. I just, I don't know what that sweet spot is because I'm going to be honest with you right now, 80 hours sounds pretty overwhelming. Like, come on, man. I, I'm not sure I'm going to get 80 hours available over the next year to, to do something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So I'm going to try this recipe as they have. This says take three days, take a three day break and not too long off, not a week long off. So I'm going to try that. Then also says mess around with the difficulty of the game because, you know, it has like basically simple lists. They have easy, normal and then hard. I know like Gears of War, for example, they have an easy then they have a normal, then they have, um, I believe it's insane level. <laughs> so basically a monster breathes on you and you die. That's how hard it is in a game. But every game has its settings. I say then another way is to toy with that. Bring it down or not. Take it back to easy because then obviously it being easy, you could walk through each uh, main mission, get to the side missions a lot faster because then you're not delving. Because sometimes that's a lot of the time going in a game especially like Valhalla especially like Gears of War for example fighting a boss at the end of a match or end of a game or a certain part of the board it's all predicated on like I mentioned your experience level or the weapons you have if you don't have either one in place 
then you got to get you got to think a lot. Okay, how I'm going to beat this this boss that's shooting a gazillion bullets at me right now, and I have nothing to do, you know, nothing to defend him, nothing. I can't revive fast enough to then attack him, you know. So, you know what? Bump that, you know, just just swallow the pride. Let me take it down to easy. Yeah. <laughs> that is then is uh taking a then now i'm bringing a, a gun to a knife fight and uh and being the victor then so i think you uh that'll be one I, that, i'm gonna try those tips out right there if i could be you and you could be me for just one hour if you could find a way to get inside each other's mind walk a mile in my shoes walk a mile in my shoes walk a mile in my shoes we've all felt left out and for some that feeling lasts more than a moment we can change that Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A. to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Row, row, row your boat gently up the... Ah, sorry. Excuse me. It's time for What's On Stream. All right. Like I mentioned, all those big apps out there, apps that we don't even know how to pronounce, they're here. So this one, this is the easy... This is the app everybody knows how to say. This is Netflix. This is a great... I say we're being the holiday season. I found this movie. I, I preview a lot, John. So I go in there and to Netflix or any other apps, Hulu, and I preview the movie to see and get a taste of it. And I preview this one. Then we watched it. It was fantastic. The preview was fantastic. The movie was fantastic. And the movie is Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, directed and written by David E. Talbert and has somebody on their class or on their cast, John, that was my childhood crush. Um, Mrs. Huxtable, Felicia Rashad, she is yes. a beautiful, she's a beautiful voice who narrates this uh, fantastic holiday story starring Forrest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker, Keegan Michael Key, Hugh Bonneville, and some new actresses in Madeline Mills and uh, Justin Cornwell. So this is a story of an imaginary world that comes to life in a holiday tale of eccentric toy maker played by Forrest Whitaker in his adventure and his adventurous granddaughter and a magical invention 
that has the power to change their lives forever. So check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a fun, it's a musical. So be ready for a little bit of song and dance, but it is fun to watch. It is interesting to see and it's good to see something new something fresh in the holiday movie because we all know it's a ton of holiday movies out there christmas movie in particular and this is a new one that you could put on the slate for you and your family to watch john all right check it out yeah thanks netflix Netflix. that looks pretty cool so i'm kind of on that same holiday theme uh i was on netflix i I don't know if you've seen the series on netflix it's uh like the movies that made us the toys that made us those types of uh series um, they've got yeah, a new I've seen one. The preview of that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So they got a new one. It's only two episodes, however. It's the movies, the holiday movies that made us. So it's on Elf and The Nightmare Before Christmas. I, I watched the Elf um, version, and it's really awesome to go behind the scenes of Elf because it's like a classic Christmas movie. And I didn't know how long ago that movie was written. In fact, it was written so long ago that the studio, when they were trying to make that, wanted Chris Farley to be Elf. Um, wow. Yeah. So that was like the original idea that, Hey, Chris Farley could play elf. Now, obviously it, it eventually went to Will Ferrell and, uh, he did what he did with that role and it was awesome, but it's just cool to watch. Like it's so crazy. Cause we see the final product all the time of these movies. Right. And, and in Hollywood, they're trying to cut things. They're trying to cut important things that like, if you take it away, the whole movie's different. You know what I mean? And so it's it's really great behind the look scene at a classic holiday movie in Elf. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice! And I just found out a little factoid about that movie uh, about Will Ferrell. He was, you know, beyond Chris Farley being one of their picks, they didn't even not they did not want him. He was the last resort. Yeah, they didn't like want. Like they him. went through Chris Farley and two other you know actor comedians before they got to Will Ferrell because they didn't know Will Ferrell could pull it off. No. And I'm like, well, they had that wrong because he nailed it to me. You know, it was awesome. That's what's so That's funny. Sometimes. We watch religiously. Yeah, it's so funny because the green yeah, we, we think of Will Ferrell like, oh, Will Ferrell, he's a superstar. They didn't even want him to play an elf because they didn't think he could carry a movie. It's so funny how wrong they're, they are all the time in all aspects of they, everything. <laughs> exactly. And, and sometimes in Hollywood, they do get it, get it wrong quite a lot. But every now and then they nail it. And uh, I know another one was Keanu Reeves with The Matrix. I know they had uh, somebody else scripted that they wanted, but then Keanu Reeves ended up getting a role later on. But that wasn't their first picking. But we all know how that turned out for, for Mr. Reeves and, and myself. It was awesomeness. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What grows in the forest? 
Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Release the games! It's time for the game releases. Game releases. All righty. Well, this game has already been talked about a few times on this show already. So Cyberpunk 77 is officially out. Out on PC right now and on console. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation will be tomorrow. So... I can't wait to get this game, John. I've been hearing about this for over a year. I was at E3 when this game was, I uh, say, long, I say, announced when Keanu Reeves. I wasn't in the room when he walked on the stage, but I saw it on a video screen outside of the room that he was talking and walking on. And so I was like, wow. And I know from the movie sense, Keanu does not do a wrong, does not do a bad movie. So I'm pretty sure this game is going to be full of fun stuff. And again, I'm going to start. This is the game I'm going to start using my this new the new tips that we just learned here today on how to how to beat an open world game without getting burned out. So Cyberpunk 2077 is a 20 uh, is a rack action RPG. So role playing video game developed by CD project and it's being released on windows microsoft playstation 4 and 5 stadia xbox one and xbox x series and it it takes place in night city so an open world set in the cyberpunk universe so we're in a, a first person perspective a customizable mercenary known as v so it's v female it's a female character who can acquire skills in hacking machinery with options for melee and raised combat so she is a bad ass john so every character can do this you can basically it's a time in the world it's obviously takes america and fastest you know fast flashes forward to 2077 where if i'm still alive i'm 100 years old and probably still kicking butt <laughs> and the world has been through war it's been through famine it's been through all type of just bad stuff and now the world is you know where you can modify your body mechanically to deal with the radiation that has set on set the planet from the nuclear bombs and things of that nature that have went off of war from 2020 2020 to 2077 so you're looking you're talking about almost 57 56 50 years 60 years in that time span to when this game is taking place so check it out download it for me i'm old school i got the hard disk i'm downloading it you know tonight and i'm enjoy it over the weekend so john check out cyberpunk 77 if you can i could give you the disc when i'm done with it which will probably be two years from now <laughs> <laughs> and uh let me know what you what's your game release sir it's so true uh is there really any doubt it's rocket league season two it started this week there's Ooh, some yeah 
some new updates, including player anthems, which I'm super pumped about. When you score a goal, make an epic save, or earn MVP honors, you can kind of play with those and what and where you want them to play. You can choose from uh, music from Rocket League soundtrack. Uh, There's also a new arena called Neon Fields. There's a new car. I think it's called Remix, spelled R3MX, I think, but... Um, so there's new car, new arena, brand new season of Rocket League, and I am going to go in on this with my buddies here this weekend. Can't wait. Seriously, the player anthem, I think that's such a super cool deal. Um, but yeah, any surprise? I mean, come on, man. It's Rocket League. It's season two. Yeah. Let's do this thing. I'm about I'm to get this updated and, and join you guys this weekend. Send you a message. Send you a text. Hey, John, I'm on. Okay. Invite I'll, me in. All right. Just let me know. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, and you know this. I'm going to be the noob at it because I haven't been playing it as much as you and your buddies have. Okay. Friday or Saturday night. Friday or Saturday night. I'm on green. You're in. You are in. Deal. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. And we're live here outside the Perez family home, just waiting for the, and there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This or that. Okay, Mon, this or that. I love every episode from the mind of Amon Green. This or that. Iron Man or Captain America? Um, I'm at the go Iron Man because he... Similar to my guy, to and my guy is Bruce Wayne from DC Universe. So similar, they, you know, they're billionaires. They've had tragedy in their lives, and they're now helping the world through their through their special gift of mind power. It just iron, you know, Tony Stark is more exact. He's more clean. You know, he wants to laser it, shotgun, or Batman. Bruce Wayne wants to use a shotgun and a bazooka. So that's probably the biggest difference. <laughs> but I, I like between this, this, uh, this or that right here over Cap. Even Captain America is he is a badass, but I got to go with Iron Man here. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Iron Man as well, just because. Listen, I I think he's got all the cool gadgets and gizmos, and that's what's selling me, right? I mean, he's got like explosions, and he can fly, and huge, uh, great uh, AI computer or whatever. Captain America has a shield. Like, that's it, man. He's got a shield. I mean, I guess he's tougher. Yeah. Right? He's a little tougher. Yeah. Yeah, he could take a punch a lot better than Tony Stark can. I could tell you that much. That's <laughs> yeah, true. And if, if Tony Stark, if the suit ever uh, gets uh, compromised, then Tony Stark's just a dude. 
you know, kind of like Batman. He's just yep, a dude. This is, he's just a very smart, rich dude. Exactly. All right, uh, this or that. Next one up, uh, vaporizer or pipe? I say I'm very scared of vaporizers. I don't know what they are health-wise to your body. So I'm going to go old school um, pipe because I had uncle uncles that were in the military. I had an Uncle BC that was in the Navy, and he had – when I would go stay with him, or my mom and I would go visit him. Um, he would have, a, he would bring out that that pipe, and sometimes, sometimes a cigar too, and he would just light it up. And just, I thought it was just so cool to watch him uh, puff on that pipe in his uh, in the living room when we we're hanging out watching uh, football stuff. So I'm gonna go pipe right yeah. there. Okay, I think vaporizer. You're right. I don't know what's in that thing, man. I, I, we're just still learning about that. Um, obviously, there's not a lot of good things that. Anytime you're putting something inside your lungs, it's probably not good. But I feel like distinguished when I have a pipe. You know, wooden pipe or whatever. Yep, you ever, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, and it's the smell. The smell is kind of like sometimes, like I enjoy the smell of a cigar. Like too much cigar smoke is bad. But if you just kind of walk by and like there's some people outside smoking a cigar or a pipe or whatever, like it smells good. You get that aroma. You get yes. Yeah, you get that aroma. That's yes. like it's just cool. You're like okay, I dig that. That's yeah. how I was hanging out with my uncle BC. Yeah. I bet. I bet you that smell. That smell of that pipe will bring you right back. All right. Uh, this or that, Amon. Light magic or dark magic? Um, I know this very well because I've seen it in many of movie. Movie, excuse me. Um, I'm going to go light magic here because, you know, from from the time Wizard of Oz to now Harry Potter and all these other magicians out there um, with Wizard of Oz, Glinda the Good Witch, she was trying to help Dorothy and make sure she was okay. And the other evil one with the warden on her, she was trying to, you know, take her and uh, make her uh, a slave with the with the with the, the flying monkeys and everything. So I'm gonna go light. I'm gonna go light magic. Yeah. <laughs> See, so basically, good versus bad, good versus evil. So I'm gonna choose light magic, right? I'm yep. not gonna choose. Why? Why, why do I want to choose dark magic? Because it sounds cool, maybe you know people like like the rough one, like the the naughty girls or the naughty boys. You know. Mm, okay. Are. Okay. Never mind. Totally makes sense. <laughs> you want? Are you are you one of them people? <laughs> uh, next topic: salads or <laughs> salads or mashed potatoes? Come on, salads or mashed potatoes? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go salads because they. If you go to certain places, there are a ton of different varieties of salads and my favorite one of my favorites out there is a beet salad it has onions it has red onions that sounds disgusting and it has a nice little seasoning in it and it is good for you beets are very very good for you you get a i believe you get a lot of vitamin something you know what i don't know what the vitamin is you get a lot of vitamin something in there so just so you know john <laughs> there's some vitamin or something in beets i don't know man i've never had a beet let alone a beet salad um, I have n- no interest in a beet salad. Even what you just described doesn't even sound good. Like it's got onions and beets. Give me a big old plate of creamy mashed potatoes, you know, with all that butter and whipped goodness. I'm going to go mashed potatoes. Cause I'll tell you what I'm on. If, if, if when okay. you're hungry and someone came up to you and said, Hey, you want this salad? Or do you want this bowl of mashed potatoes? You're probably picking the mashed potatoes. Just saying. At least I am. If I'm hungry, if I'm super hungry, then I'm like, you know, yeah, I need to get some, some that's going to hold a little longer than the salad because yeah. my body burns fast. So I got a high metabolism. <laughs> All right. How about this or that? Mints or gum? Mints or gum? What do you think, Amon? I'm going to have to go gum. Why? This, I'll tell you why. It's a duality to the gum. 
It can clean and freshen your breath. But then also chewing gum can also also fake your body out in terms of thinking it's not hungry because you're actually flapping your gums. So chewing gum, baby. Mm. You know, it's funny. I'm going to pick mints, even though I have a thing of gum in my car, just in case I, I need a piece of gum. But I will say this. It's like those, those Mentos gum. And it's, you know, the first time you bite into it, it like makes your mouth super cold and you know, it's working. And that's the point. Yeah. Like if you get a mint, most mints are going to pow. You're like, okay, you can feel it working basically. Like, okay, my breath is going to be fine. And the gum, it doesn't last too long. And then I don't know. I don't think it's as minty as a mint. So possibility, possibility. Mm-hmm. Doesn't some of those mints have like a, like a jelly core? Where you actually do do get an explosion in your mouth? Yeah, the jelly core. Yeah, I don't know. I know that's, which, or that's some gum. I, I um, or is that gums I'm talking. I think about, it's thinking about. I think it's. It might be both. Honestly, I don't know if it's gum or mint, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The jelly or whatever it is that center, and it's like pow. Once you get to that center, you're like, yep, I'm in it. Might be gum. I think you're right. It might be gum. Uh, all right, two more. Of this or that's Amon. Uh, I will ask you, accomplished traveler Amon Green, window or aisle. Oh man, I'm a window person. I like to lean up on the little the wall and for support when I'm sleeping and then looking out the window to see the scenery flying by. So there you go, window. Window all day. Yeah, I'm a window guy because it's like like you said, like you can lean against the window if you need to. Like if you're on the aisle, you're not you're either leaning against nothing or somebody else you don't know maybe. Um the aisle is dangerous with the carts going by. Uh you might get that bumped your knee bumped or yep. what or whatnot yeah, knee, knee, take, knee toe big toe peaky toe taking off or something yeah. depends and, on what side you're sitting on yeah and of course <laughs> the views the views by the the window are second to none so there you go final this or that amount ozark or breaking bad ozark or breaking bad man um i started watching ozark pretty good show i definitely enjoy watching jason bateman and his range of acting developed since what was it uh Family Ties or something like one of the children, one of the kids shows. Was he on Family Ties? Something like that. He might have been on Family Ties, yeah. He was on one of the he was on one of the family shows. I just can't think which one right now. I'm on drawing a blank. But anyway, that's another show. Um that's another time. Um but I gotta go Jane was it James Cranston, correct? Brian. Did I say that right? Brian Cranston. Brian, I'm on God. Brian Cranston, darn it. <laughs> Brian Cranston did one heck of a job being a school teacher and selling meth on Breaking Bad. So I got to go Breaking Bad all day. Yeah, I think Breaking Bad. That is tough to cover up. Oh, and he he did it for a while. And he But, but you know, the, the wheels fell off of it. We If you watch the seasons, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think Breaking Bad is, I mean, when you look at lists of top TV shows of all time, Breaking Bad is on there. Now, listen, Ozark is fantastic. I haven't watched the latest season. That's me. That's on me. That's my bad. Um, But... I think Breaking Bad is one of those classic shows. So I'm going to go with Breaking Bad, even though Ozark has these moments where it is so intense that, like, I I, don't, I can't remember a TV show that has had me, like, that anxious watching it. Like, oh, my gosh, I'd have no idea what's going to happen. Maybe Breaking Bad. Maybe Breaking Bad. But you got to give it up to Ozark. I'm going to give Breaking Bad just the slight edge there. All right, John. Good job. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's shows of Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Just remember, we'll be back next week with fun topics of you know another this or that, new cool topics from the gaming world. 
and uh, game releases. We're going to talk about what's coming out because there's always a game coming out. And then, of course, what's on stream. So you can tune in to um, social me- my social media. I'm on, my, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, amongreen 30 all one word. Or you can find me on my Twitch channel, which I'm back streaming right now. And it's the time is ticking. It'll probably be melt you know what's emerging into a mon greens gamer lounge as all one channel because trust me trying to have all these different channels is not fun trying to manage but for now um you can find me on a mon green tv and that's on twitch check it out and john let them know where they get download the podcast and also where they can actually follow ag's gamers lounge on the social media as well yeah all social media accounts instagram twitter twitch at ag underscore gamers lounge of course the podcast wherever you get your podcasts including the iHeartRadio app Go check us out on Apple. Leave us a review. Drop us a review. Five star us. Drop in a comment too on Apple. Very important to help the podcast move forward. Um, so yeah, that's where you get uh, get your podcast for Amon Green's Gamers Launch. And I've been in the Apple app. I found it and I rated us, man. It gave us five stars. I even put some nice little comments in there <laughs> to make it all sound sweet and good. That Amon guy's great you. is what you all dropped right. in. Yeah. <laughs> Got to, man. Got to, John. Oh, man. Great show, John. And I will talk to you next week, buddy. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You may think the NFL season is over, but now it's Tapehead's draft season. And this NFL podcast gives you the inside slant on all the top prospects. Hi, I'm Bob Wischusen. Starting March 1st, I'll be joined by NFL Films' Greg Cosell, who studies the tape and provides the real story on which prospects fit which system and which are likely to make the most impact in the National Football League. Listen to Tapehead's draft season, premiering March 1st on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.